0: 11 with Dennis Smith and Creating Student Engagement. Hello and welcome to the eCourse Domination Podcast, where we deep dive into all aspects of online course creation, from concept to marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Tim Cooper, and it's a pleasure to have you with me today. Hello everybody, it's Tim Cooper, Back again with another discussion on online course creation and marketing. And today's discussion is all about building student engagement and hopefully getting some reviews along the way. But before we get into today's call, here's a quick product endorsement. When it comes to planning and outlining my content, I find using mind maps extremely useful. Whether I'm performing market research designing a course, or planning a podcast episode, all my thoughts, ideas, and research go into a mind map. I love mind mapping. Everything can flow out of my mind in no particular order. The initial list can look quite chaotic, actually. But using the power of the mind map, chaos can quickly be transformed into a logical and polished flow of ideas. MindMeister is my mind mapping software of choice, and now with Meister Task, you can seamlessly transfer your mind map into an easy-to-use task management system, I've got no excuses not to be organized. If you'd like to know more about the features and benefits of MindMeister, please visit my affiliate link at ecoursedomination.com forward slash m That's M for Mike, M for Mike. You can even try it for free. Okay, and once again, before we get into the actual call, I'd love to hear from you. So if you've got any questions, if you've got any problems, what's your biggest hurdle? What's stopping you from getting your course together? What's stopping you from getting started? Or do you have any problems in production? Have you got your course up and you're having problems promoting it? Just let me know. Is there somebody you want me to interview? Is there a particular topic you want me to talk about? Just email me at asktim at domination.com that's asktim at ecoursedomination.com, and I'll be more than happy to get the information to you. Today's call is all about getting student engagement to so get students interacting with you, which is very, very difficult sometimes in an online situation because you've got this course that's sitting up there and you may be updating it regularly, but still the, the content is reasonably static, and you're trying to get your students to engage with you basically in in real time and it can be a bit of a challenge but it's important to get that engagement because when others see that there is activity on your course so when they see that there's 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 discussions there's questions there's feedback there's answers it does show that the course is is an active course that that the students and the instructors are actively communicating in this dialogue and it does encourage them to become part of that course to buy the course. The other thing that it does encourage, it does encourage reviews so that when you have that that genuine back and forth of ideas and answers and questions, everything else, the student has a much better experience and they're more likely to leave you reviews. And as we know, discussions and reviews drive the Udemy ranking system basically. It's a, it's a big part of their algorithm. So the more discussion you get and the more reviews you get, the better chances you have of landing on the front page for your particular category, and that, of course, will also lead to more sales. So let's get on with the call. Today's guest is a best-selling web marketing author, social media, WordPress, MailChimp, and Udemy marketing expert. With four successful courses on Udemy, I'd like to welcome Dennis Smith to the call. Welcome, Dennis. Hey, Tim. Thanks for having me. It's great having you on the call because I'm sure um, as we were discussing in the pre-interview discussion, one thing that we have as instructors, like a lot of instructors out there uh, are are very good at what they do and they're very good at teaching. But then when it comes to the marketing side and, and getting things sort of rolling in their course Uh, they're always looking for ideas. But before we get into our main discussion topic, can you just bring uh, listeners up to date with a bit of your background, please? Sure. Um,
1: I got into Udemy back in July of 2014 after I had lost my job like quite a few people when the economy went south and so i was looking at ways to earn income until i could possibly find employment again so kind of taking control of my own situation and i have a variety of different things that i've done over the course of my life as far as jobs and companies that i had worked for and i had wrote a book back a few years ago on social media and so i started you know i came across uh, udemy After I had put together some courses on my own website, as far as, you know, courses on MailChimp and WordPress, which are areas that I have expertise in. And so I thought, well, this is kind of interesting. This is an easy way for me to get this stuff up online and have somebody else do the marketing or the legwork for me because I wasn't going to be able to get that kind of traffic to my website. And so that's kind of, you know, how uh, things came around. And from, you know, the first course, which was a WordPress course, then came the MailChimp course. And now I have four courses and looking at uh, doing more.
0: Fantastic. And as being a student of yours, I'll just bring the listeners up to date as to how this call originally came about is that in one of your courses, you offered some, free Skype time to any students who put something on your discussion and asked a question. And so I asked you a question and, and uh, you were kind enough to, to grant me some Skype time. And then I came back to you and said, well, listen, I've got this, this podcast and I've got these people out there who probably want to know the same as what I'm interested in, in, uh, in improving in, in my approach to marketing. And so why don't we turn this into an interview? And this is how this, this call came about. And so the the question that I asked you, because we know that in the Udemy algorithm they they really rate a uh, post on discussion board, and I think if you get above fifty discussions, they actually even sort of put that on your uh, sales page, saying no oh, over over fifty discussions something. So having having that discussion shows activity and uh, interaction and engagement with the students. So that's very important and also reviews. So I thought we'd start off uh, today's discussion with you just running away and and, and, and telling us what you found very useful and successful in firstly um, getting some student engagement, getting those discussion boards burning. Yeah.
1: You know, that's one of the most difficult things to do, I think, is is creating engagement with um students, because I mean, that's one of the cool things about the platform is that, you know, we're talking here and you are in a completely different time zone and country than I am. So it's it, morning there, evening here. So it doesn't matter like where you're located with a platform like Udemy, you can uh, teach and learn at any time of the day. So one of the struggles that I had was creating this engagement, getting people to, you know, when you put something out on those discussion boards, getting people to answer it. So it's like, okay, what can I do to like, um, get somebody to respond? And I had been using Skype. I had a client who was learning how to use Udemy so that she could create a course for a client of hers. And, you know, I was like, okay, well, we're using Skype and I've done, you know, Skype calls before and I've done Google Plus Hangouts. And I thought, well, why don't I offer, like, try offering Skype time? And so that's something that I've been doing, you know, ever since um, I originally offered the Skype time. I had you know, a lot of people answer that. And so what I did is I set up some Skype time with them after, you know, and then I started thinking, okay, well, the other thing that we have a problem with on the platform is getting people to complete the courses. So I'm like, okay, if I offer the Skype time again, I really need to make the stipulation of that you need to complete a certain percentage or at least the uh com- complete the full course before you have this Skype time with me, because I mean, you want them to like be able to talk to you about stuff in the course and things like that. But it's also a great way, you know, to get somebody to complete the course, get them to talk in the discussion forum. So that's kind of like how I came up with the idea. And then kind of, you know, you know, I'm doing, um I'm offering it. I don't know if you've seen it on, on the uh, Facebook groups, but I'm offering it as an option. So here's the course for X amount of dollars but here's the course over here with skype time with me for just you know this many dollars more and since i started doing that i found out that you know people are going with that option of having the skype time with the stipulation that they complete the course so it'll be interesting to see where that goes i mean you probably know as well as i do that I mean, there's so many different things that, as instructors, we have to manage, and so I have to remind myself that today I've got to go in and welcome students to the course, or um, say, you know, thank you for completing a certain percentage of the course. So it can be difficult, but it's it's well worth it.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I think uh, coming from an environment where I've been teaching. Face to face for you know, for so long, either in the workplace or in classrooms, um, in workshops, where it's a totally different feel because you can get a gauge on you know, the students that you're that you're interacting with. Like if their eyes glaze over, <laughs> you you know that they're not getting it. And but you can but you you get that connection going. So and I think this your interrupt your introduction of using Skype time is is absolutely brilliant because then it gets that that one-on-one interaction with 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 the student but as you say and, and and rightly so when you when as your course becomes more popular and you're getting thousands of students in your course you you have got to be very very selective with who you're giving that resource to sure. because you can you can book up very very quickly can't yeah. you and, and and if somebody's just just wasting your, you know your time, so, so so that's that's a great way. And you and you also did did, did mention um, the educational announcements too. And do you find that that using your four educational announcements helps to engage your you know your students more and, and get them into discussions? It, it
1: does, depending on you know like how I use the educational announcements now. I'll be honest, like in the past, I wasn't using them um as much or as effectively as I could have. And, you know, we were talking earlier about my buddy, Matt Bernstein, who uh, I've known him ever since I started on, on Udemy. And one of the things that he's talked about, and I'm actually going to be doing an interview with him, next week about something that he's starting that I think I need to start myself too is a marketing type calendar for um, what I'm doing on Udemy that includes like how am I going to use those four educational announcements how am I going to use those two promotional announcements at what time of the month am I going to use them because it's like somebody like Rob Cubin. Uh Rob, he sets it up, I believe so that he uses one near the end of the month. And then as a reminder hits them again in the beginning of the month, typically when a lot of people get paid at the beginning of the month. So they just get a reminder that saying, Hey, I've got this course at this great price. So that's something that, you know, that I need to do a better job at, you know, cause I do marketing on Facebook and I do marketing on my email list that I have. I use MailChimp, which is a course that I teach, and I have a list um, with instructors and also potential students and also people that I had on the list from when I was doing the social media stuff. And so I have all of those resources. So I just need to make sure that I'm hitting those resources during the month. And if you do that, then, you know, we talked about I just came off of uh, my best month ever on Udemy at over twelve hundred dollars and close to four hundred that four hundred dollars of that was from my own promotions. So as an instructor that those instructors that might be listening and you might be struggling on the platform you know, wondering, am I ever going to do more than this? Well, it takes time. I've been doing this since July of last year and I started off with $14 and one course. And here we are almost a year later and I'm just at four courses and I've done $1,200. So could you imagine like what one could do? If they had eight courses or 12 courses, and I've seen that because Matt is somebody that I've known for a while that does really well on Udemy. So I know that Somebody like the average Joe like me, because I'm not an Alan Hill who's doing a thousand dollars a day. I certainly would like to. I mean, it would be nice. I mean, wouldn't that be incredible? But if I'm doing four to five thousand dollars a month, I can tell you that where I live at near Boise, Idaho, that four to five thousand dollars a month is a very healthy income.
0: Mm, absolutely. And and there's a couple of things in there that uh, will discussed throughout the call, uh, mainly having more than one course and everything else. But before we get off the, uh, the student engagement thing, I just saw through one of the Google Plus communities that I'm a member of that Udemy have just put a new feature in so that you can not only see who's enrolled in your course, but now you can sort sort that list by the date they enrolled, yeah. and also by the percentage that they've completed. So this probably opens up even more of a way to get a relationship going with people. So that if you see, see them get up to seventy-five percent and stop, you can sort of give them a bit of a push. If they haven't started, you can so so you, you can um, just tailor individual messages to to, to your students to you know to guide and coach them. Because what comes through to coaching again is saying. I'm, I know I've, I posted this up here and if, and if, and everybody says the great thing about online courses is you do it once, you put it up there and you walk away and you make millions of dollars. And <laughs> that's not really true, is it? Correct, I mean, yeah. you've, <laughs> you've, 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 you've got to do the work and, and it's all about relationship building. I know in recent times I've, I've done a, 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 a Mark Timberlake course about Google plus and things have taken a major spike since I've, I've implemented some of his stuff. Uh, because mainly because of relationship building, and and people have got to know me, and then they've seen a promotion from my courses, and and, and they just jumped on because they know me, you know. So it's a you know, it's a big thing this building relationships and, and and getting people to know you as a as a real life person, not just a you know, some a voice at the end of, at the end of the, the other end of a mic. Absolutely, and and hey, if
1: I can go back to that new feature that they just launched last week. That was one of the things that I was doing is going in and looking at the percentage of completion and welcome, welcoming a new student when they enroll. And what I was doing is that I was just taking a text editor and coming up with copy that says, Welcome to such and such a course. I'm your instructor. And if you have any questions, here's the discussion forums. But you can also contact me directly if you would like. So setting it up for them. And what I was finding is that it seemed like when I started doing that, that I was getting more reviews on Udemy because I don't necessarily like, um, asking people to do a review, um, for me because I like those to come naturally so that they're honest reviews. And there are other instructors out there who will offer things and, and we know that that's like really not allowed. Um, out on Udemy. And I've also seen instructors who you can tell that they've bought reviews from Fiverr. And Udemy has a system out there that corrects that kind of stuff. But when you go in now, it, it, you can see your students. You've always been able to see your students. I'm looking at it right now that when you go into your course, into the dashboard, you've got the buttons of. of on the top right for managing the course looking at your revenue and such and then you've got your discussion announcements and then how many students you have if you click on that then it's going to take you to the list of students who are taking your course and what Tim was saying is now you can sort that out so you can I don't know why they have the word for title I had mentioned to them that the name student name would be more appropriate for that uh, particular heading But, but you can sort by student name you can sort by their progress the date join and that's pretty cool because especially the progress because before you had to go through row after row after row to find out who is starting the course and I'm looking at my Udemy marketing course right now I can click and sort so I can see that the very first person has completed 99% and then right after that it starts to drop so I know that that's a problem right there, right off looking at that because I, there's another instructor out there that showed this, a screenshot. And every person in that screenshot was at a hundred percent complete. So they're doing a good job at getting their students to complete the course. And some, uh, you know, instructors are offering a contest and, and things like that, that you're allowed to do. There's information. If you go to teach.udemy.com, there's information on how to do that. But isn't that cool that we can sort by progress or join date? And just create a special message, and then you can make it unique, a little unique if you want. You know, of course, change up the name if you want to add their name. But I just keep, a, you know, a text editor with those all ready to go, and take a certain day of the week. One of my problems, I forgot. Like, okay, what day did I send it out? And if you forget that then it's possible you can send the same person the the, a message again because it doesn't show you that you've already sent that person a message it would be nice if they had something like that and maybe in the future that they they will but but you know just say okay on today's date, June 1st, I'm going to go through and and message everybody who's recently joined the course. Mark that down in your marketing calendar that I was talking about earlier. And then a week later, next Monday, do the same thing. So you know who you left off from, You know, say I left off at uh, Student X or something like that. And then just start doing it again. And it makes a great way to engage with students. And, And like I was saying, Tim, I think that that's the reason why, like, one of the reasons my reviews have gone up because they like, students really like the fact that you're making an effort to say hello. I mean, even if it's just that one, you know, like, hello, and then maybe just checking in with them, you know, when they reach a certain percentage or they reach a 100%, you get a lot of results from that. Mm.
0: And I think also you've got to be genuine. In your in your communications too, I've, yeah. I've got um, I've had I've had messages from um, from instructors saying, "No, I'm, I'm here to help you." Blah blah blah. You know, what you, you know, ask me a question, I go, "Okay, well, you've taken the you know, the time to send me a message. I'll take the time to send you back a question." And so I will send a question back, and they'll come back with an answer. And then the very next sentence, I say, "And and now that I've got back to you so quickly, would you mind leaving me a five star review?" Oh my and gosh, it, you've had that, and yeah, wow, I've had it, I've had that a couple of times, <laughs> and and that just leaves a very very um, sour taste in my mouth. Yeah, right? yeah, I, and, I, I never
1: and, ask for a review unless unless they say something at some point when they're getting complete you know, where you can tell that they really liked it and all of that, then I think it's okay as long as you word it right saying, I appreciate, you know, your kind words or something like that. And then say, you know, would you mind, you know, and, and not asking for a five-star review, just asking, like, say, can you leave some feedback for other students?
0: I do in my uh, educational announcements, right at the very end, just say, "Look, if you if you're more than halfway through and you found this course useful, please think about leaving a review because the review not only helps the course, but it does help other students work out whether this course is going to be the right fit for them." Yeah, and just yeah. and just leave it at that. So I don't I don't think like it, it comes back to a point to like if you if you don't ask, you won't get. But I think in 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 all your uh, interactions with your with your students, I think number one is that it's it's about them it's not about you and you've got to and and you've got to be genuinely happy to give and and giving of your time and then i think things will just come back to you naturally then anyway but, sure. I, but I think i think sometimes still you 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 do you do probably have to to prompt sometimes
1: yeah i i agree i mean you have to kind of you know say hey over here <laughs> you know? mm.
0: but i i i think it's fantastic too with that um, you know, with that new feature being able to sort because the same thing too like you before you you I think it I think it actually listed your students by enrol date but you'd have to sort of scroll through pages and pages and pages you know, <laughs> just, just you know, to see completion and I think com- completion is like 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 is like a big thing too so I'm I'm looking forward to experimenting with that too now before we move on to yeah the next the next part of our discussion is there anything more that you want to add about um increasing engagement and reviews.
1: Um I just think like uh, you know on online in the groups and stuff like that depending on your course you know one of the things that I do is like build relationships with instructors you know that are out there um on Facebook I've seen some you know that don't do a good job at that and we have to remember that we have to um you know engage with other instructors but as far as students goes, as far as the students go and all of that, I just, you know, like send messages back and forth. You know, the other thing now that I think about it is when you do send those messages out, send a question or something like that with it. Because, you know, my Kindle course, I ask them, like, are you? Writing a book right now? Do you have a book out? Have you started? And that way you get some good conversations going, you know, like I had a woman write me back and tell me about the book that she was writing. Um She was interviewing her mom kind of, you know, to um, keep her mom's life history um out there. Uh, and writing a book on it and she was saying that at times she had to stop because her mom got bored with it and I thought that that was I thought that was interesting and it was like you know you're building these relationships with your students but people around the world too so that's kind of cool
0: Mm, for sure now the other thing that we discussed in our in our pre-interview chat and and this is and this is a big thing because I Last week I, I did talk with with Mark Timberlake and the, the basically the topic of that was to how to avoid the okay now I've created my course now what <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you and and obviously two of your courses you got you got a light course and a, a, a an in depth course is is basically on the now what on different ways that you can promote your your course. And, and, and get it out there to the world. So, just want to go into like, like and, and, and tell the story about, you know, how you found all that information and how you how you utilized it. And obviously, you mentioned before that over four hundred dollars or almost four hundred dollars of you know, your last month's earnings came from your own efforts. Just want to sort of explain how you went about that, yeah, so when I started, you know I kind of
1: had the same thing too. I knew that I was going to have to market and i've I've been doing marketing like you know most of my life. I was a retail store manager um i've taken marketing classes, I had to market my own book when I wrote my book on social media, so you know you learn all of that stuff as you go, and so when it came onto you to me. I was like, okay, so now I've got to start searching on different places because I knew social media really well and I know how to use Google really well. And, you know, I saw the people asking that question. So I started building what was uh, called the course marketing checklist and it's still out there on, on my um online course coupons website. I've got it out there for free so if somebody doesn't want to take the course all of those links are there for them and we can put those in the show notes there if you want to but um then i started thinking gosh a lot of people are really downloading this so i should come up with a course <laughs> and put a course together <laughs> so that's what i did i put together the course and then matt was telling me like hey you should do a free version of your course because that's how you get people to sign up. People, a lot of people out there like those free Udemy courses, regardless of what the topic is. So what I did is I already had recorded the full course and I just scaled it back, gave people some of the stuff that was really good. And then some stuff that, you know, was like, it, it's good material, but the website might not. It, have a lot of traffic or not be as pretty as what I would like a website to be because I think it's important for a website to look good, to have good traffic and all of that. So I put together the starter version of the course and that does really well. The only problem with like a, you know, like a free course, something like that, you can't um market to those people On the free course, that's one of my biggest things with um, Udemy is that if you're doing a free course, they should allow you to do at least maybe once a month a promo to let people of the free course know about your other courses. I just think it's only fair. I mean, they they would get more revenue out of it if you could advertise to the people who are doing the free courses, but I think they want to um Advertise to those people i don 't know i don't know what the reasoning is, but but the courses have been doing really well that the free one actually has the most um reviews out of any of my courses it's got thirty two reviews and almost all of those are five star reviews actually what 's really interesting is again i don 't go out there like saying, "Hey, can you give me a five star review i don 't do that, but yet I have mostly five star reviews all of my courses the stars are all lit up all the way through five you know so it's yeah. that's always a good feeling um you know i've had there was one that i think that i got like a four star but it didn't affect the overall and i think it was because it was my mailchimp course and she didn't like the intro music that i played every time <laughs> there was a new uh a new lecture and I had had that created on Fiverr, and I looked at it again. And I'm like, yeah, that is a kind of annoying. So, I, you know, but but hey, that means that I get to go back to that course and and touch it up and refreshen it, which is something that Matt does, and something that I've got in the back of my head now is that that's one thing as instructors that we need to do is that you want to make sure that you keep your courses fresh, and add new material, take out. Uh, outdated material and, and to keep people coming and buying your course, you need to do that.
0: Mm. And it's very, it's, it's funny that you mentioned the intro outro type stuff because that's been uh, quite a common sort of discussion around the place probably for about the last month or so in some of the courses that I've been in. I know Alexa Fisher, she said that she was watching this, this course and it, it really annoyed her like, like cause the same intro was played at you no. Know, at the beginning, and um, <laughs> and then and then and then, then she realised that she had done exactly the same thing in her courses. That, 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 that in her courses she had put exactly the same. So she's going through and taking all those intros out. Then I watched another. Um, I did another course earlier on in the week, and somebody actually in the in in the discussion said, "I, I have to turn the volume down for the first seven seconds." and turn the volume down for the last seven seconds because your intro music sucks. Wow. And I thought
1: that's interesting. Cause I have a friend who actually does that on one of his courses and maybe it is his course, but I like it. it he, he doesn't, I mean, his, um, I, I guess I like, could, it, it might not be his course, but Max Stryker um, he puts a lot of detail into his courses and he's got some intros like that, but I think that they work really well with his intros. I think he does some really great, uh, work, but, who knows? You know, yeah. some people like it and some people don't.
0: Exactly. It's it's funny. and I think sometimes you have just gotta to go to the uh, for the majority, but it's it's just funny that you mentioned that because saying that's 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 been something that I've seen pop up a number of times just in this last <laughs> month, is that people complaining about about <laughs> intros and, and, and I know even John Collie got you know, John Colley sort of mentions where he got <laughs> ribbed by somebody because he's he, he had to turn the volume down on his intro music because somebody complained his his intro music was too loud on oh,
1: central so, music yeah and i like so he, so, i like his, yeah. his <laughs> podcast i said i always have to dance a little bit when i listen to the podcast
0: <laughs> <intro."> <laughs> so 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 people are funny so i think in the in the uh in in the future courses that that i'm going to do i'm, I'm going to sort of change things up a bit and and uh and so that it's not exactly the same intro but cause like, you know, like, like if you, if you've got you know, 30, 40 lectures in a, in a, in a course and it's exactly the same uh, in and out, you know, people are probably going to get a little bit. Board, especially especially if they're sitting there and watching uh, five or six or, or seven lectures at once Exactly, that,
1: and that's that's a good point because Bob Marks brought that up in his Udemy course when I was listening to it, that we forget about that we think that, and we use things like, okay, I'll see you in the next lecture or something like that or or in the next lecture and, or welcome back, you know when you say welcome back, well we forget that somebody's not just watching one lecture a day or something like that, they're watching seven Several, like you just said and so it might not be a good idea to use some of those things like welcome back or things like that you know
0: mm, mm, for sure okay so just coming back very quickly to the promotional side so in in this course and i said and and, and you do have a, a free version of the course you you do talk about uh coupons and how to. Uh, put your put your course out on, on on various coupon sites, and then there's also a number of sites on on Facebook, which uh, you can either promote your course for free or on on a discount. And then also there's there's uh, Google Plus communities and websites. So so there's there's plenty of places out there for, for for instructors to get their courses out there. And I know when I was talking to to John Colley he said that you know, the first thing you should do is you should put out a thousand free coupons and then swear never to put out another free coupon again, just 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 to get uh, momentum and, and students into into your course. Is, is that something that uh, that you agree with and do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I would probably go a little bit higher than that because
1: my thing is is that if you do that, you put some coupons out there and it runs out quickly and you um, tick people off. And you don't want to do that, even though those people might not ever take the course, because we know that that happens. We know that people enroll in the course because you hear that argument or that complaint all the time in the studio. And I'm like, you need to get over that kind of stuff. You need to think about the bottom line I don't think about how many people are taking my course for free that have never started it or anything like that. I'm only looking at that $1200 that I did for the month or eventually the 3 4 dollars That's all I care about. And that I can still market to those students that enrolled for free. They're still going to get an email message, a promotional message from me or from Udemy or whatever. Um, unless they turn that off. So that's all I'm worried about. So 1 to 2000 and coupons I don't think that that's a bad idea and the, the um, and you can you know like at some point monitor those and if it doesn't look like they're going as quick then just at some point shut them off and I think that that's a great idea that he talked about is that at some point you have to switch from the free to start promoting in certain areas um, for you know five, seven, ten, nineteen dollars, because here's the deal is that you have to remember, especially on a site like Facebook, that when you're posting to those groups out there that it's going down the feed very quickly, like the advertise for free um, group is one of those that I mentioned in the course there's over sixty thousand people who are members of that group, so once you post then probably within an hour, nobody's going to see what you just posted because it's going to go down the feed very quickly. And so, um, what, um, gosh, I lost my train of thought there on that, but, but, um, so you, so, okay. So what I was going to say is that, if you're still promoting it for free in other other areas of Facebook, it doesn't matter if you're posting it for 5 $7, $10 or whatever in other areas of Facebook. Because somebody who just uh, paid $7 for your course or something like that, chances are they're not going to see that post that you made um, on another group for free. It's just there, there's so many – I mean, there's a billion people on Facebook. So, I mean, I don't even run into the same person or people that I know in my own town that often, and it's not a large town, you know?
0: Mm. Yeah, for sure. And, and and importantly, as you said, and, and we will come back to the point about having you know, multiple courses because it's come up again. Is a saying, like, okay, so you, you put out 1,000, 2,000 – free coupons and you just happen to have four or five or or more courses or even two courses it doesn't matter as, as long as you've got more than one course so that, that that person has come in to your course for free but now as you're saying you've got those well firstly you, you you can you can engage them through the educational announcements and then you can promote your other courses to them twice a month and and if if, if you're promoting a course that that they're interested in and and you're putting know, a five or a ten or a you know, like a, a discount coupon on that, chances are they're going to they're gonna pick it up. I know that I, I I I picked up your um full promoting course from being in um in your free one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure one of those one of those five star reviews on your free one was mine anyway. For for three but, um,
1: <laughs> for three dollars and they had coffee on that, right?
0: <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> it's very it's very um yeah, I think I think what Instructors, like especially new instructors, have um, have, have got to realise is that the more people that you can get into your course, the quicker, the better. Yeah. Um, it, it it looks more it, it looks more encouraging for for you, you know, for prospective students to say, okay, well look, there's already, already you know, this this amount of people in there, and also also pricing, and, and and this is something we don't have time to go into now, but I did a little pricing experiment um, with with the last course that I published and it, it probably crippled my marketing efforts because I just came in with a you no know, with a price that was too low but I was it it no it, it, it hasn't killed me it just it just delayed me a month and it was it was a good little experiment sometimes you, you know you've got to you no know, play with what works and what doesn't yes, work Yes absolutely and now I know that doesn't work so and and what I did because I, I know that they said no, $19 is a is a is a popular price. Well, what I, what I've learned is $19 is a proper is a is a popular discounted price. But just pricing your course at $19 doesn't really sort of generate quick sales. So I've actually had more success on my course because because I always said it was a it was a launch, it was an introductory launch offer, and that the price was going up to $47 on a particular date. That date has come. The price has gone up as advertised, and now the course is starting to sell because now it's got more perceived value because it's more expensive. So there you go. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. I I mean, I do all kinds of different things, you know, from like one, sometimes a dollar, uh, and somebody asked me like, well, why a dollar or whatever? And I said, well, because it's just above free, And somebody has to invest a little bit into the course. So I think that the person who's invested a little bit is more likely to start taking the course Mm. than the person who's getting it for free. Right.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It is the psychology, the the psychology of sales. And that's exactly right. Because they've had to put their hand in. And even if it's a buck, you know, it's, it's, it's it's still an investment. Yeah. And, 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 and now they've committed. No so know yes, whether they've committed absolutely. the dollar or they've committed the fifty dollars, they've they've committed. Yeah. So that's a big
1: thing. And here's the other thing just real quick, is that we have to remember that I live in the US, you live in Australia. Um we are we're very lucky. We have to remember that there are other parts of the world that three dollars is a lot of money to some people. Mm. And if we're offering it, you know, or or like nineteen dollars might be a lot of money. So if we're able to offer it for a dollar or three dollars, then I think that we're doing a good thing for people in other parts of the world, so that they can learn a skill, and hopefully be able to take that skill and do something with it to have a better life.
0: Oh. Hmm. That's a that's that, that's a very very good point. That's an excellent point. Okay, we're coming towards the end of the call. So is there anything that we haven't touched on that, that you think is you know, important and would like to uh, expand on? Well, I think we've covered
1: a lot of different things. Like you were saying, it's important to experiment and try things out. Um, you know, I was talking to somebody who was wanting some advice the other day and I was trying to get them to go with a dollar or $3 on their course, but they thought that their course had too much value in it, but yet they weren't getting any enrollments. And I'm like, okay there's a problem right there is you're telling me that you're not getting any enrollments i can understand that there's a lot of value i said there's a lot of value in the information that i'm giving you for free right now i'm not charging you for it but i'm doing it so it's like don't be afraid to like offer your course for a dollar three dollars five dollars seven dollars or whatever to see what happens when you offer it for that so be open-minded when it comes to marketing
0: very, very true. And once again, too, it comes back to what we said earlier on in the call saying it's about them, it's not about you. And it's about their perceived value of your product, not your perceived value of your product. And and people aren't going to know the value if you don't let them in. Yeah. And, it then, and then if you let them in and they start writing reviews... Then other people are going to know the value, aren't they? So, so exactly right. I think you you, you do have to become very flexible. You, you know, you you're in a competitive market, and you just want to get your material in front of as many people as possible. Yeah,
1: think about the bottom line. Think about what you end up doing for the month. There's no way that you're going to sell like uh, maybe it depends on the course, but for most people, you're not going to sell the course at like four or five hundred dollars or something like that. And make $10,000 on the platform. There are some instructors out there that are really good with that. And that's because they're really in tune with their market. And they have an email list and something like that. But the average instructor, you're going to have to accept like selling your course at $10 or whatever. And just remember that you're building... Uh, community of students, and I'm up to 10,000 right now. So once I get that second, or excuse me, not second, um the two courses that I have planned for this month, if I can get those out and launch, just think of the potential that I have. I mean, I, I have the potential to double that $1,200 that I
0: did last month or more. Absolutely. And it comes back to more courses and saying, then don't, don't worry about selling your course for, no, for $10 or $2 or $5 because you've got a student. And once you've got that student, then you've got somebody to market to through your promotional stuff and, and they, and then, and. A percentage of those will go on and buy your other courses and take up your other offers. Yep. So that's, that's the important thing. Yeah. And just
1: just real quick, start, also start thinking about like what other things that you can do. Some of the stuff that we've talked about, the engagement and the Skype calls and, and think about things that you can do with that, that are within Udemy's guidelines or whatever that you can do to, um, create more income for yourself. By offering more to that student or things that you can offer instead of like the $3 for just the course, offer them Skype time for $12 and you would be amazed at how many people will go for the Skype time with the course and that's more income
0: for you. Mm -hmm. Mm, yeah that, no, that 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 is absolutely a, a, a brilliant concept and that is you know you're building the engagement and you and you're getting that relationship and 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 we know that people buy from people they they they, they like know and trust and by doing the Skype time they're getting to know you they're getting to trust you because now you you're getting that that two-way conversation going so yeah absolutely yeah um, brilliant you no know, brilliant a, approach to that where's the where's the um where are the best places that people can learn more about you so they can find me at dennisjsmith.com
1: which is my website and they can find me on udemy by typing in i believe i'm under dennis smith if you go into they have a weird way with their profiles it's udemy.com forward slash u forward slash dennis smith 2 so apparently there's another guy out there on udemy with the same name <laughs> and, and so if they want to take my courses on udemy uh, and they're listening to this uh podcast if they use the code uh, udemy deal 5 they can take any of the courses there that I have on the platform and future courses too because I'll plug in that coupon code so they can take them for five dollars each
0: that's a that's a fantastic offer and I will put those links into the show notes so that people can can find them so I'll, I'll list your your profile your website and any other sites that you want me to know to put up there and i'll also post that uh, th- that coupon code so people know how to uh, get those those great courses of yours for for just five dollars absolutely fantastic thanks tim i certainly appreciate that well thanks Dennis it's been an absolute wonderful chat with you today and and you've shared so much and this is a very very important thing like I think really the actual course creation side even though it does take hours and hours and hours like like doing your research and your course creation it's only really 10% of the job and the other 90% is 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 marketing and as instructors if, if we want to be successful then we've Really got to take it upon ourselves to to learn how to get our, our our courses out there in the marketplace and to get people to know about it. so uh, Dennis you've 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 put a, a shed a lot of light on the subject and we really, really thank you for your time today. Thank you, thanks for having me. It was great talking with you. Once again, I hope you found the information in that call informative and useful. I know for a fact that personally, I've been following some of the things that that Dennis has said, and it has increased the interaction with with my courses and my students. Now, all of the links to Dennis's information, so Dennis's site on Udemy, where you can have a look at all his courses, so you know uh, any courses you can take now or future with that special deal, his website, and also his coupon site. There, they'll all be listed in the show notes, which can be found at ecoursedomination.com forward slash 11. That's ecoursedomination.com forward slash 11. That's 1-1. One, one. I'd also like to send a special shout out to one of my students who has been very active in the discussions and was also kind enough to leave me a five-star review, and that's Peter Brooker. I really do appreciate... Your time, Peter, taking your time out to get into the discussions and leave all those wonderful, all that wonderful feedback. It does go a long way to helping the course and helping students know whether the course is the right fit for them. So, thank you once again. I look forward to working with you further as you uh, develop your online courses. Now, once again, if you've enjoyed this show, please take the time to drop over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave an honest rating and review. Your ratings and reviews help rank the show and get it in front of more people that I can hopefully help as well. And your ratings and reviews obviously bring a smile to my face and and give me a warm, fuzzy feeling. So please, if you've got the time, your rating and review would be very much appreciated. Once again, I truly and honestly thank you for your time i know we live in a busy world i know we've got so many options so for you taking the time to be with me today it is truly truly appreciated and until next time take care